rising of the sun till the going down of the same he's worthy yeah yeah he's worthy of all of this yeah 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 yeah
I apologize for the raspiness in my voice, but just concentrate on what I'm saying and not how I'm saying it. <laughs> Amen. The word, the word is the word. Acts chapter 27, beginning with verse 20. These are the words that you will find there. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. But after long abstinence Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said sirs you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete and to have gained this harm and loss now I exhort you to be of good cheer for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told to me. Amen. I want to talk just for a few minutes about blessed assurance. <coughs> blessed assurance. We live in a world where we talk less and less about assurance. And somehow we seem to be more and more intrigued with insurance. But today I want to talk to us about blessed assurance in the world that we live in now and my my brothers and my sisters yeah people will always advise you and as always signs everywhere trying to sell you insurance The, the 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 three P plan. <laughs> Everybody's got an insurance plan. But I want to stand and submit to you this morning that just like you don't want to die without insurance, you ought to be just as concerned about living and dying without assurance. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, insurance will cover you to the grave, but assurance will cover you beyond the grave. Insurance is nice to have, but assurance is a must. I'd rather have my life assured than insured anytime. You see, <clears throat> we are witnessing right now a nation that is pulling further and further away from God. Pulling further and way far further away from God and his way. And the thing that I don't understand is that he already told us that he's a jealous God. 
whenever somebody's bold enough to tell you that they're jealous, you, you need to know they mean what they say. He says, I am a jealous God. He's saying to us that we are to put him first in everything that we do. But we have become so comfortable leaving him out because we're insured. <laughs> we, we leave him out. We don't really consider him because we have covered everything. And somehow we, we really don't know and don't realize that we really need him. All around us, people are being taken out Tragedy after tragedy. Guns flowing through the streets like water. It's almost news now if nobody gets shot. It sort of look like looking when you look at the news, you're looking for, for tragedy. <clears throat> and let me submit to you that most of the folk that you've seen go through all of these things. You've seen them go through tragedies. You've seen them lose loved ones. You've seen them go through so much going. I, I want to submit to you that most of those folk probably had insurance. But I wonder how many of them had assurance. Time the storms, my brothers and sisters. I'll take assurance over insurance anytime. But this blessed assurance that I want to talk about today is far better for an assurance. It's more assurance than any insurance firm can ever offer you. We are facing some major decisions in this nation right now. All of us have our hopes and our, all of us have our dreams seemingly tied up in what's going on in Washington, D.C. Isn't that sad? <laughs> you better learn, brothers and sisters, where to put your hopes. And I believe that right now is a good time for all of us to realize that, 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 that we must put our hope our hope must be built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. Let me assure you, <clears throat> my brothers and my sisters, that God is not going to sit back and allow us to lull ourselves into thinking that our well-being is somehow tied into what's going on in Washington, D.C., he told us, I am a jealous God. He's not going to allow us to get to the point where we forget about him and start looking to Washington, D.C. The truth is, all the storms, all of the evil and all of the unrest we've seen over the last years, yeah, all of that, we, we've got to find, we've got to realize that sin is at the crux of it. We've got to realize that, that, that Washington has no control. That there is a God who sits high and he looks down low. Look at what's going on. We're seeing the rebirth of racism. Growing tensions between the rich and the poor. Disrespect for the office of president. Lack of compassion for the least of these. Are y'all hearing me? And the truth is, none of these storms will just abruptly go away because we elect somebody to office. Greed, hatred, bigotry have placed this nation in a storm pattern. Just like this ship on a stormy sea and just like the passengers on this ship in the text. What we need, my brothers and sisters, is assurance from God that everything will be all right. 
here in the text, the Apostle Paul is a prisoner. He's a prisoner who is a passenger on a cargo ship. This cargo ship is heading to Rome. He is on this ship because he has been arrested. He's been arrested and he's been tried on a charge of bringing Gentiles into the temple. And though he stood trial, he's been the trial after trial. He's been in the trial before the Sanhedrin. He's been in a trial before Festus, in a trial before Felix, in a trial before Agrippa. He's gone through all these trials, but he, he appeals his case. He says, no, I want to be heard by Caesar. And he, as a Roman citizen, he had the right to be heard before Caesar. So his desire was to be carried to Rome, to be tried by Caesar himself. Now, there was obvious, that, that was an obvious reason he, he was on the ship. But the truth is, he had a divine mission here. You and I would look at that and say, well, he's on the ship because he's a prisoner and they're carrying him to be tried. But read the thing, read it, look closer. You'll see that Paul is on a divine mission. He had a message, he had a gospel message. And Rome and Caesar needed to hear what it was Paul had to say. So in spite of all else, in spite of all else that was going on, God had Paul on a mission to carry the gospel to Rome. So Paul is on the ship. He's on the ship. He's a prisoner headed to Rome. He tried, verse chapter 27 and verse 10, even as a prisoner, he tried to warn the crew that you're sailing during the wrong season. This ain't the season for sailing, but, but who listens to a prisoner? Are y'all listening? Yeah, he's trying to tell them this ain't the right season to be taking it. But, but who listens to a prisoner? They set sail anyway. But when we come to the text, he finds themselves in a life-threatening storm. Look here. Paul, a prisoner with some other prisoners. And yeah, the captain of the ship. His gods, everybody is in a life-threatening storm. And according to the word of God, this storm now has been going on for 14 days. Watch this now. A terrible storm has been going on for 14 days. The Bible says that for 14 days, they did not see the sun they did not see the moon. They saw no stars for 14 days. So if they didn't see the moon, they didn't see the stars, they didn't see the sun. The truth is, they're in this storm. They don't know whether it's day or night. Are y'all hearing this? They have completely, the storm is so bad that they have completely lost control of the ship. The ship is just drifting in the storm. Watch this. Storm is so bad that they have thrown all of their cargo overboard. Mind you now, this is a cargo ship. The whole reason for being out there is to deliver cargo. <laughs> but the storm is so bad that they are throwing their cargo overboard, trying to lighten the load. Look at it. All of the crew, the prisoners, the guards, the owner of the ship, no food. Everybody is damp and cold. They're being tossed about on the restless sea 
in the dark. Verse 20 says that all hope of being saved was taken away. Are y'all hearing me? No hope of being saved. That's a sad place to be when you have no hope. My brothers and my sisters, when you're in that kind of a storm, the last thing that you're thinking about is insurance. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. You're in that kind of a storm. Anybody ever been in a real storm? In that kind of storm, the last thing that you're thinking about is insurance. What you want in a time like that is assurance. And right when they needed it most, right when they needed assurance, the prisoner spoke up. The same prisoner that they didn't want to hear a moment ago. The same prisoner that nobody wanted to hear, that they would not listen to in verse 10. But now by the time we get to verse 21, everybody's leaning in toward the prisoner. Nobody in verse 10, but now just a storm, been in a storm now for a long time. Now in verse 21, after they've been in the storm for a while, all ears are on the prisoner. And the prisoner is offering assurance. The question must be raised. Where does Paul get assurance from?
Go back there and look at verse 11. The following night, the Lord stood by him and said, take courage, for you have testified to the fact about me in Jerusalem, so you must testify in Rome. God has already said, just like you've talked to the folk in Jerusalem, you've got to go to Rome. So you're going to make it to Rome because I said it. Are y'all hearing me? Don't worry about getting to Rome because I've already said you're going to Rome. Look at verse 24. Don't be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar. In other words, Paul, God has a plan for your life, and nothing can happen in your life that will keep you from carrying out God's plan. If God says you're going to Rome, the storm doesn't matter. The ship doesn't matter. Hunger doesn't matter. Nothing can happen that will keep you from fulfilling what God says is about to happen. That's why I don't worry. I don't worry about, you see, you know, sometimes we spend too much time talking about folk digging ditches. What you worrying about that for? <laughs> Are you hearing me? They, they wearing themselves out. What you worrying about that for? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, God has a plan. And you keep your eye on. Don't, don't worry about folk talking. Keep your eye on what God's plan is for your life. God has a plan for my life. And nothing can happen to me before I have fulfilled that plan that God has. So you have the assurance of God's presence. You have the assurance of God's promise. You have the assurance of God's plan, but finally, you have the assurance of God's power. Verse 44, and it came to pass that they all escaped, all safely to land. And after all was said and done, everything turned out just like God said it would. What God says, I'm trying to help somebody. God has the power to deliver. If God says, yeah, if God says it, he has the power to deliver it. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Storm clouds may, ra may rage, uh, but blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. And I can stand and I can declare that I am safe. I am secure because I have his blessed assurance. Oh, yes, I have my hopes. Oh, oh yes, I have hopes. I have high hopes. But guess what? My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. I dare not trust a sweet frame, but holy lean on Jesus' name. Yes, I have his blessed assurance. I have a blessed assurance, and the beauty of it is, uh, yes, uh, that Jesus is mine. Anybody got that testimony today? Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste glory divine. I'm an heir of salvation. Purchased of God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. My hope, my brothers and sisters, is not tied up in this trip. My, my assurance is tied up in what Jesus did for me. My assurance is tied up in the fact that he loved me so much. That God loved me so much that he gave his only begotten son to die in my place. My hope is tied up in what happened on Calvary one Friday. Y'all ain't hearing me. Yeah, all of my hope is tied up in what happened on Friday. On Friday, they, they nailed him to a cross. Yeah, yeah, he died on an old rugged cross, laid him in a borrowed tomb. But here is where my assurance comes from. My assurance comes early Sunday morning 
Sunday morning, he got up from the grave with all power in his hands. And all that I am and all that I ever will be is wrapped up in what he did for me. I have a blessed assurance. I have a blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. I'm an heir of salvation, purchased of God. I'm born of his spirit, washed in his blood. I come today to offer you that same assurance. The only assurance that there is is found in Jesus Christ. And the word of God is clear. If thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. He wants to turn life around for somebody today. Oh, today you may have all kinds of insurance, but do you have assurance? Do you know, do you know that if you lay down tonight and don't wake up in the morning that you've got somewhere to go? I'll tell you something, you've got to move. You've got to move. You, you, got to move. This world is not your home, but moving ain't so bad if you've got somewhere to go. And I offer you a place. I offer you the blessed assurance of Jesus Christ. If thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. If you're here unsaved, I want to invite you to come today. If you're already saved and don't have a church covering, you need a covering. You need a church covering. You all be moving today. The door is open. Won't you come? just one moment this is decision time you don't have a church home and you don't have a church covering 
Now is the time for you to change your heart, change your mind. The church is praying for you right now. The church is lifting you up right now. And if there's a need for you to move, then that time is right now. Won't you come right now while the church prays? Come now, come now. Yeah, 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 yes. Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 We're grateful to God for his word. We're grateful to God for each one of you. And we thank God. We thank God that he is allowing us to come back together. There's nobody but the Lord that can bring us through what we have been through and then bring us back together. Y'all need to know that I am so glad to see you all in the pews. So glad to see what God, so glad to see what God is, is doing. Let me just share with you some events that we have coming up that we just don't want to miss. On next Sunday, the 26th, that's next Sunday, next Sunday, the 26th, uh, we will be having our dedication service for Heritage Hall. Now, I don't know how many of you have had the chance to go see what's going on, but we're actually dedicating Heritage Hall. Uh, we've done a lot of work over there and uh, Heritage Hall, these grounds are fast becoming the historical center uh, here in Gwinnett County for black history. Uh, say amen. Say amen. All at once we've got people who are coming from everywhere just to look, just to see what God has done here. You don't take 189 years lightly. Sometimes we don't realize what we do have. Others do realize it, but sometimes we don't realize. So there will be a reopening, and I hope that everybody will come prepared uh, to go over to Heritage Hall after worship on next Sunday, that we can just celebrate what God has done and what God is doing. This is a process. We're just opening up on next next uh, Saturday, next Sunday. But then there will be a series of lectures. Uh, we've got different people, historians, who are going to be coming in. And they're going to be sharing. They're going to be sharing about periods in history and how Salem fits in to the overall history of this county. We don't want to miss any of this. Uh, we want to, and we certainly don't want other folk to take more interest in what we have than we than we take. Amen. So please let's keep our let's keep our ears open and see, uh, so that we can see what God is doing, and so that we can be a part of everything that's going on. So next Sunday, we'll have the kickoff, and there'll be a light reception uh, after the worship service there in and the ribbon cutting on next on next Sunday. Uh, we want to remember in our prayers uh, Brother Sam Brown, Brother Sam Brown, in the passing of his sister, uh, I want uh, her, his sister's name, uh, Vera Brown, uh, Mother Vera Brown, and they are there in North Carolina with the rest of the family today. So let's just lift, lift up Brother Sam Brown and uh, uh, as he goes through this period, he and his wife, Stephanie, uh, let's just keep them lifted. 
Uh, also, Reverend James White. Uh, Reverend James White is going through a period of storm right now. He lost an older sister and went and I uh, understand they funeralized his older sister. And by the time he got back home, he got the message that his younger sister had passed away. So I want, I want us just to be in prayer uh, with the White family also as they go through. God is able. God is able and he will keep. We're so happy to see Reverend Whitley in the house and his children. We thank God. So good to see you all back in the house today. God is faithful. And God has got you. We just thank God for you. God bless you. And God keep you as our prayer. We are going to move now into our period of observance of the Lord's Supper. Thank you this day for bringing us to your supper, the Lord's supper. We ask you to give us grace. We honor you and praise to you. We ask you to keep us safe. Keep us on the right side. Keep our steps moving toward the light. That we may say, God is good. We take this and honor yourself suffer your blood and we move on in this world that you have given us we thank you in jesus name amen amen
Jesus shared for me way back on Calvary. The blood that gives me strength from day to day. It, it will never, never Thank you. 
teaches us that on that night before Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and after he had given thanks said, this is my body, take and eat. After which he took a cup and says, this is the New Testament, the new covenant in my blood. Take and drink ye all of it. And as often as you do this, you do show the Lord's death until he comes. My brothers and my sisters, we live in the comfort and assurance that Jesus is coming back. And he's coming back together his own. We thank God for his promise. We thank God that we know that he will keep his, his promise. I understand that the Whitley family has a presentation they'd like to make. If we can get, if you want to come forward, just come forward and we'll get you a mic up here. Amen. It's good to see all of y'all in the house. Amen. Amen. We just said farewell to their mother last weekend. Oh, and, uh, amen. Praise the Lord, church. Oh, bless the Lord. Bless his name. Praise the bless Lord, church. Bless his name. God is good. Yes, he is. On oh, the yes. 3rd of December, my wife went into the hospital, actually it was the second. On the third, they told us that she would be dead on the fourth. Mm. They transferred her to Grady Hospital and the same thing continued to happen, except it was like every day. Your wife will not be here tomorrow. But now, Pastor Haynes got the word. He didn't just start preaching blessed assurance. It was because he called me and every day when he called, he was preaching blessed assurance. I don't believe in coincidences my, my. when it comes to the word of God. And I want to take this opportunity to thank him. Even though he was going through some things, he took time to call me and tell me blessed assurance. God is who he is. Oh, yes, sir. There were some times I just didn't feel that I was going to make it through the day. 
because the doctors wanted to just give my wife some sedatives and let her go ahead and die. We decided that if God wanted our loved one, that would be his decision. All right. We are not going to help you kill our loved one. I'm saying this because somebody else might be going through the same thing. All right. And don't want to say anything about it. But again, pastor called blessed assurance in all of his calls. I want to thank all of the missionaries, the, the ministries who sent cards, words of condolences on behalf of my family. All right. I thank you. God bless you. I thank you. And uh, we would like if Pastor could come down for a mm -hmm. moment. <laughs> Everybody can't be a pastor. Bless your heart. I'm going to let you know that right now. Bless you. So you're going through something, you're going to start thinking about you. Pastor was going through something and thinking about us. Amen. Blessed assurance. God bless you. And I just want to add one thing. Um, I'm the only daughter, and it's hard for all of us, but... <laughs> Pastor Haynes came and de delivered a eulogy that was amazing. Eulogy, sorry. That was amazing. Um, things I didn't even know he had conversation with my mom about. But it was so touching and so many people were so blessed by it. God bless you. And I just personally want to say thank you. Bless your thank heart. You. Bless you, well bless done. You. Thank you. Job well done. Thank you. God bless. Amen. Bless. Deacon Bailey, Bless is he? Oh, yeah. Bless you. Oh, Deacon Bailey. Bless you. Thank you. Bless you. Bless you. Good to have you. Amen. I did want to say, y'all are blessed. What an awesome pastor. God bless your heart. God bless you. 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 Amen. Jackson. Stand, stand up, Reverend Jackson. Reverend Whitley. That's, that's Reverend Jackson over there. That, that's Reverend Jackson. He, he's just a few months ago had to go through the same thing you've gone through. Uh, that's just another preacher. I want y'all to get to know each other. Something tell me y'all are going to get to be great buddies. Amen, amen, amen. Y'all bless the Lord in this house. God bless you. God keep you. All of our visitors, if you're visiting with us for the first time, we're just so happy that you have chosen Salem as your place to worship today. If you are here for the first time, let me just see your hand. Ah, oh, yeah. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. 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 Salem, y'all know what to do. Y'all saw them too. You know what to do. Hey, we saw the grow on people. Amen. We just thank God for you. God bless you. God keep you as our prayer. God be with you till we meet again.
peace of God. The sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest rule and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let us all say. There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.